Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotion. Reading once again from Piercing Heaven. Uh, it's a collection of prayers of the Puritans. The editor, Robert Elmer, has a uh, uh, Thomas Watson quote here in the front of the book, the uh, 17th century uh, English Puritan, uh, where it says, That prayer is most likely to pierce heaven, which first pierces one's own heart. And like Watson was right on that. I want to read a prayer written by Isaac Ambrose, also a 17th century English Puritan, um, known mostly, I think, for the vividness uh, of his imagination. Even as he writes, you, uh, you find yourself really identifying with what he has to say. I myself am quite moved by these written prayers of the Puritans. They had a, uh, a much uh, keener understanding for the holiness of God and the sinfulness of man and for um, the passion in their prayers, I, I always benefit, uh, and it refreshes my own prayer life. Let me read this prayer then today for us uh, by Isaac Ambrose. It's entitled, I Thirst for Grace in Christ. Ambrose begins this way, Merciful Lord God, you are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You say, it is done. Of things that are yet to come, so faithful and true are your promises. You have promised by your own word, out of your own mouth, that to anyone who is thirsty, you will give the fountain of the water of life freely. O oh Lord, I thirst. I long for one drop of mercy. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you, O God, and for your compassion. If I had the glory, the wealth, and the pleasure of the whole world, if I had 10,000 lives, joyfully I would lay them down just to have this poor trembling soul received into the bleeding arms of my blessed Redeemer. O Lord, my spirit within me is melted into tears of blood. My heart is splintered in pieces. Out of the place of dragons and out of the shadow of death, I lift up my thoughts heavy and sad before you. The memory of my former vanities and sins is poison to my soul. The very flames of hell, Lord, the fury of your just wrath, the scorchings of my own conscience have so wasted and parched my heart that my thirst cannot be quenched. My desire is for the pardon and grace of Jesus Christ. And Lord, in your blessed book, you cry, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. In that great day of the feast, you stood and cried, if anyone thirst, come to me and drink. And these are your own words. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. 
I challenge you, Lord, in my extreme thirst for you and for spiritual life in you by that word and by that promise which you made. Make it good to me. I grovel in the dust and tremble at your feet. Open now that promised well of life, for I must drink or else I die. Amen. And I say amen too. That's a prayer by 17th century English Puritan Isaac Ambrose. Just uh, want to go back over it a little bit and uh, just make a few comments. If you feel the bear with me for a few more minutes here this morning. I love the way he begins with who God is and how how almighty and all-powerful, how big, if you want to just put it that way, God is. He says, merciful Lord, you are Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. Um, and, and you say it is done of things that are yet to come. So faithful and true are your promises. And I think our prayers, uh, if I could say it this way, our best prayers are prayers that begin with an acknowledgement of who God is. They set us on the right road when it comes to our prayers, I think. Uh, beginning with God. That's the way that even the model prayer the Lord Jesus taught his disciples to pray uh, begins. And then uh, Isaac Ambrose goes on to say, uh, uh, Lord, I thirst. I long for one drop of your mercy. And again, there is a, a, a vividness here. Um, uh, he's, he's quoting, of course, some Old Testament to say that he's like a deer panting for water, uh, so his soul pants for the Lord, um, and that if he had the, the glory, wealth, and the pleasure of the whole world, even 10,000 lives, he says, of that, I would lay it down if I could just be received into your arms, God. And there is a, a sense in which we, we have to see God that way, um, we have to see him as what we're really, really ultimately longing for. And I think a lot of folks uh, who go through their lives get to the end of their lives and they have a greater awareness toward the end of their lives than they did early on about which things really matter, you know. And so this perspective is is really helpful to hear someone say. Um, he's crying out in anguish in the middle of the prayer, O oh Lord, my spirit within me is melted into tears of blood. My heart is splintered in pieces. Out of the place of dragons, out of the shadow of death, I lift up my thoughts heavy and sad before you. And there's that very honest lament that we read so often, even in the Psalter, in the book of Psalms. And what a gift that is, that God has given that to us and that we we as believers in God, we as those who have trusted our lives to Christ, um, we, we need not be afraid of coming to the Lord with our laments. As a matter of fact, it's a gift he's given us. The Psalms were given to us to reveal God, but also to uh, give us a way to respond to God. And so as the old church father Athanasius said, the Psalms speak to us, but they also speak for us. And in like fashion, 
Isaac Ambrose has here lamented right in the middle of his prayer after first beginning with who God is and how wonderful and great God is and how faithful God is to his promises. He's very honest about his own heart and where it's at. It's splintered in pieces. Maybe you can identify with that. Maybe your heart has been shredded or splintered in some way. And um, and you want to come before the Lord and and be honest in your prayers about that. And this is just another reminder, just as the Psalms are, that the Lord just bids you come. Come as you are. Just come to him. Um, he also is aware, uh, Isaac Ambrose is, of his sin, his sinfulness, his former vanities, as he says here, and his sins, uh, that they are like poison to his soul. And um, I'm not sure we always are quite aware of that as as much as these Puritans, as I'm reading these Puritan prayers, I'm uh, I'm I'm not quite as graphic in my description of my sins. I I don't think of it that way, and I need to. I would like to, and so I again I benefit so greatly from reading uh, this language is somewhat foreign, just because it's from you know the 17th century or whatever, and it it's uh, also from across an ocean and and all of that. But it really speaks, I think, truth and uh, uh, gives a perspective. Uh, both on the greatness of God and also on my need of God's redeeming power in my life. Um, he expresses his deepest longing. I love that. That's the way that the arc and curve of this prayer goes, the greatness of God, um, the faithfulness of God, his longing for God, his uh, the reality of, of his need for redemption and the poison of his sin and that his heart is so needy and splintered in so many ways. But he says, as it turns now, my desire is for the pardon and grace of Jesus. And Lord, in your blessed book, you cry, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And I want you to know, even as I read that, you know, that's the same summons, the beckoning call from God to you and to me today as well. Um, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. They shall be satisfied. That's right from Matthew chapter six, the Beatitudes. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied. And then I, I, when I read this prayer, maybe this line stood out for you as well, Isaac Ambrose's prayer where he says, I challenge you, Lord, in my extreme thirst for you and for spiritual life in you, by that word, by that promise which you made, make it good to me. And I, I found myself bristling just a little bit for him to say, I challenge you, Lord, make it real to me. But I, I, I sense what he's saying there. Uh, look how hungry he is for God to make this real to him, how how much he's longing for God, how he realizes that it's the Lord he's really longing for, not the sins that poisoned his soul, not the vanities, those things that were so vain, those things that were so empty, that just left his soul empty. Uh, uh, But no, it's the Lord uh, that will satisfy him. Make it good to me. I grovel in the dust and I tremble at your feet, he says. Again, so vivid. 
Um, and then his closing line, open, open now that promised well of life. So not just a drop, not just a glass, not just a pitcher full, but an entire well full of living water. For I must drink or else I die. Amen. Amen, Isaac Ambrose. Thank you for that prayer from all the way back in the 17th century uh, and now recorded here for us in piercing heaven, prayers of the Puritans. Uh, Lord, thank you. Uh, as we start this day, just thank you so much for our older brothers and sisters uh, of, of years gone by uh, and just their passion for you, uh, their hunger for you, uh, their understanding of uh, the struggle that we have uh, as, as believers living in a fallen world and uh, our struggle with the the world of flesh and the devil inside of us, the temptations that beset us, that we have uh, flirted with and fallen to. Uh, but, oh God, like Isaac Ambrose, I see the solution is your grace, not me pulling myself up by my bootstraps, not me balancing out the moral scales. No, thank you, Lord, uh, that in this beautiful gospel of grace, the symbols of the Christian faith are not a set of scales, not a ladder I must climb, but a cross and an empty tomb for which I give thanks this day for my friends and for myself. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.